We continue on with our new series in the book of Exodus. And I'd like to title this, uh, this message, No More Excuses. No More Excuses. How many of you have heard amazing excuses from your friends, office mates, <laughs> saying they will not be able to come because dot, dot, dot. <laughs> On the way na ako. <laughs> On the way na ako sa banyo. <laughs> so no more excuses and uh, we are going to, uh, again, uh, if you are not familiar, the, the series is about the life of Moses in five different stages. And last Sunday, it's about you know Moses as a baby. Moses as a baby and and. We talked about uh, last Sunday how God shows us that He has a plan to rescue His people and it starts with a baby in a cradle flowing in a river. So today, uh, we will skip certain parts of the Exodus story and we are going to skip into another big moment in uh, Moses' life. So, ito yung time na si Moses had one-on-one with God. How many of you would like to have that kind of experience you're doing one-on-one with God? Like powerful burning bush experience. If you're not familiar with the story, so ganito yung background ng ating story. Ah. So si Moses is an old man already, married, uh, is a shepherd in, not in Egypt, nas, wala na siya sa Egypt ng time na to, nasa Midian na siya, Midian. And then he saw a bush that was burning but it was not consumed. And then God calls him, God calls his name, Moses, Moses. And then we, we hear, you know, uh, remove your sandals for the ground that you're standing is holy ground. It was a powerful, powerful experience. And even if uh, kapag pinapakita siya sa mga movies and, it's, and the story is told, parang ang hirap imagine what is going on. It's really a wonderful, wonderful experience. So God orders Moses to what? So, nasa median siya, God orders Moses to what? To go back to Egypt and tell Pharaoh what? Let my people go. Diba? Let my people go. And Moses said, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Sabi, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Ayun ba yung sinabi ni Moses dito? You know, if he said yes, wala na tayong pag-uusapan pa, di ba? Wala na, wala. Amen. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Let's close this service. If he did that, we're done. But that's not what happened. What happened? He asked questions. He asked the Lord questions. How, how, how confident is this guy experiencing the presence of God and what he will say is, Who are you, Lord? He's so, you know, well, ang lakas ng loob niya. <laughs> you know, some of his questions are actually excuses. But, but can you blame him to, to ask questions or to make excuses? You know, let's keep in mind, this was a difficult task. Hindi niya in, si God, hindi niya inutusan si Moses para bumili ng suka <laughs> o 
uh, umaten ng Sunday service. Moses, attend Breadcom QC. And he will say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, amen. Moses, um, you know, start a prayer ministry. And he will say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, amen. But what was the command? Command was to go back to a place that he wa- doesn't want to be in. To go back to a place that he doesn't want to be in. At makikita natin yun mamaya. So today, the message is not, you know, be like Moses. You know, follow the examples of Moses. But it's also not about saying, you know, avoid the, the mistakes that Moses made. Today, I hope that as we look into this conversation, so we will just focus in this conversation between God and Moses, it will reveal some of the issues that we have. Hindi natin pag-uusapan kung paano natin ma-avoid yung mga excuses na ginawa ni Moses. And not, at, at the same time, we're not just gonna say, be like Moses. What this conversation will reveal to us is that when we make excuses, when we ask questions to God, when we make an alibi, it actually reveals what's inside our hearts. Okay? But it doesn't only reveal what's inside our hearts, it reveals also the heart of God. So that's what I'm going to share with you. Pag-uusapan natin, unang-una, yung mga issues ni Moses. And I hope that we can relate, you know, in some way, dun sa mga issues ni Moses, and then how God assures us, how God assures us that, you know, this call is legit. That we will see the assurance of God when He calls His people. By the way, let me just say, when, when we use God's call or calling of God in your life, you know, there's this, there's this connotation that's for full-time ministry. There's this connotation na, Oy, tina, alam, feeling ko, uh, God is calling you. Feeling ko may call ka sa, you know, you have, you have a calling. Yan. Yan yung term. Oh, I think you have a calling. And we, parang pinapaiksi natin yon thinking that it's for full-time ministry or for church or for things like that. Let me remind you, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a believer, God has a calling for your life. Alright? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord has a calling in his life. So, let's go right ahead. Let's talk about yung issues. I will just give three issues ni Moses and what it will reveal and ano yung mga assurance that God gives him and God gives to us as the people that he calls. So, if you could like, if you would open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 4, we will look at chapter 4 verses 1 to 17. Exodus 4, 1 to 17. So, I will not read it because we will read as we go along and just revealing one after another yung issues uh, ni Moses and how God assures us of those. So open it up there, Exodus 4, 1 to 17. Let's go right ahead to issue number one. Issue number one is the issue of credibility. Issue of credibility. Ano ba sa Tagalog ang credibility? Credibilidad. <laughs> Help me out. Help me out. The, <laughs> may nakita picture, the credible Hulk. Yung may, may salamin si incredible. 
And, and credibility, how do we explain that? Huh? Kapanipaniwala, okay. Okay, maybe you can use the word also integrity, right? So, an, ano, ano yung, ang hirap, <laughs> ang hirap i, i, gawing, uh, gawing uh, Tagalog. Pero let's, let me explain it this way. When you say someone is credible, when he says something, it will happen. Okay? When he promises something, it will be done. Okay? When someone says, I will be there at 2 p.m., I will be there. When, when someone says, I will, you know, let's celebrate your birthday, I will be there. I will give you a gift. That's the issue of, you know, that's, the, that's what we mean when someone is credible. And that's the issue of Moses. Yun kagad yung question niya, yun kagad yung excuse niya kay God. Sabi niya dun sa verse 1, Moses answered God, but behold, they will not believe me. Sino yung they dito? Sino yung they? Hebrews. His own people. They will not believe me when I say that you have spoken to me. Why? Because for 400 years, God has not spoken to anyone. And then here comes this guy coming from a desert, going back to Egypt, and saying, God spoke to me. So they will say, you know, we do not believe you. We, they will not listen to my voice. They will say, dude, <laughs> dude, the Lord did not appear to you. Hallucination mo lang yun. You know, that's the most common concern of many believers. We are concerned, you know, how people will respond when we share the gospel to them. We're concerned that, you know, I don't want to start a prayer group in my office or, or in my family. I don't want to talk about my faith because I don't know and I'm not sure and I'm afraid how they will respond. And they will say, I don't believe what you're saying. I don't believe what you're saying. So instead of looking like a fool, you know, we don't share the gospel. We don't, we don't talk about our faith. And, you know, confession time, that's what I, that's what I did uh, when I was working in Makati. Uh, I was in a small, uh, small department and everyone, you know, everyone smokes and, and drinks and, uh, and I don't join, but kapag, uh, kapag Yossi break, and I will not go with them. And they will not ask why. And sometimes when they ask why, I don't say anything. Because I'm afraid to be ostracized by the group. We're afraid to talk about our faith because we don't know how people will respond. Why was Moses concerned about his credibility. Here's why. Babalik lang tayo a few chapters before. Ito yung background. So many years later, this is immediately after yung text natin last Sunday, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people. Okay? His own people, the Hebrews. And he saw, keep this in mind, alam niyang pinahihirapan yung mga yung mga fellow, mga kaba, kaba, kababayan niya. 
During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. And after looking in all directions, tumingin muna siya, left and right, to make sure no one was watching, meron siyang intent to kill the Egyptian. Okay, so he killed an Egyptian and what happened? Tinago. So pumatay na siya ng Egyptian, tinago niya yung, yung body. Alright. So verse 13, the next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, meron ulit siyang nakitang nag-aaway. This time, Hebrew to Hebrew, nag-aaway sila. Sabi niya, why are you beating up your friend? Moses said to the one who started the fight. So the man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Moses was looking left and right and he thought nobody saw it. And then there's this two, uh, two guys saying, will you do the same thing that you did to the Egyptians to us? So then Moses was afraid. Okay, Moses was afraid thinking everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, nung nalaman ni Pharaoh, he tried to kill Moses. So Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. So ayan ang background kung bakit si Moses ay nasa Midian. Hindi siya nagbabakasyon sa Midian. He is escaping what he had done in Egypt. So he is a fugitive. He is a murderer. He left his people in Egypt. Imagine having a messenger with that kind of reputation. Imagine God pointing Moses and saying, hey, go back. Go back to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Si Lord naman, pipili na lang ng messenger yung sablay pa. Bakit naman pipiliin ni Lord yung sablay pa na messenger? You know, I don't think God made a mistake in picking someone who has the worst reputation. I want you to remember that. God did not make a mistake in picking Moses not knowing about his background. God knows exactly the background of Moses. That's why he exactly picked him. And here's the assurance that God gives Moses. Despite his issue of credibility, God assures him of the power that God has. Verse 2 says, The Lord said to him, What's in your hand? What's in your hand? And he said, well, a staff, that's what I have. And he said, throw it in the ground. And he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, put out your hand again and catch it by the tail. Just imagine what's going on here. Sana meron tayong props. You know, there's a, staff, uh, there's a staff that became a snake and sabi ni God, kunin mo sa sa dulo. Alam niyo, alam niyo mangyayari doon? You know, if you're, a, if you're a snake expert, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't catch the snake by the tail. But that's what God did. So he put out his hand and caught it and became 
a staff again. That's the first sign of God's power. Here's the second sign. Again, put your hand inside your cloak. So, nakakloak si, si Moses. Put your hand inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And then God said, ibalik mo, put your hand again inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Parang nagma-magic trick si Moses, no? Parang nagma-magic trick si God kay, kay Moses. Alam yung mga street magicians, so put your hands. Yeah, is that your card? Parang nagma-magic trick si, ano, si, si God kay, kay Moses. But, you know, just follow me uh, on these signs that God is showing Moses. But then there's this third sign. Sabi ni God kay Moses, kapag hindi sila naniwala sa'yo dyan o hindi ka nila pinakinggan sa first sign, and hindi rin sila naniwala, naniwala dun sa second sign, if they will not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, ganito ang gagawin mo. You shall take some of the water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground and the water, the water that you shall take from the Nile will become blood on dry ground. Let's dig into this a little bit. These are signs. Okay? These are you know, signs and symbols, and signs are meant to send a message. Signs point to a reality, and the reality is this. God is powerful enough to turn a staff into a snake and vice versa. God is powerful enough to turn a clean hand into a leper's hand and vice versa. God can even turn water in the Nile into blood. You know, when God talks about the hand, this is a symbol of, you know, power. You notice, even in chapter 2, chapter 3 of Exodus, makikita nyo doon ginagamit ni God yung, yung phrase na, with my mighty hand. I will strike him with my hand. Because, you know, hand... A, a phrase of a mighty hand or a hand is a symbol of power. And God is saying, you know, with what you have in your hands, I can use them. Even if your hand is a leper's hand, I can use them. And you know, yung, yung Nile, yung river Nile for Egyptians, the river Nile is very important. The river Nile is like a god to them. And God is saying, you know, the life-giving river, river of the Nile for Egyptians, I can make that useless for them. That's how powerful I am. So despite his credibility, God assures Moses of God's power. So what God is essentially saying dito, you know, Moses, even if you have a lousy reputation and all you have is a staff, I can use you. What God is saying to us, you know, anak, kahit magulo ang buhay mo, I can use you. Kahit na ang meron ka lang sa buhay mo, oras, I can use you. Kahit ang Bible verse na alam mo buong buhay mo, John 3.16, I can use you. Why? 
how can God use someone like Moses? How can God use someone with a lousy reputation? Because the truth is, hindi naman yung credibility ni Moses ang nakasalalay dito. It's not the credibility of Moses that's on the line here. Here's what God said to, to His people in Ezekiel 20 verse 9. For the sake of my name, I brought them out of Egypt. Let me, let me read that again. For the sake of my name, I brought them out of Egypt. I did not keep my name from being profane in the eyes of the nations among whom they lived in, whose sight I have revealed myself to the Israelites. God is doing something for the Hebrews to bring them out, out of Egypt, not because Egyptians are bad, not because you know, God just wants to do something interesting. God is doing it so that He will preserve His credibility. Yung pangalan ng Panginoon ang nakasalalay dito. That's why, you know, we really need to be, cons- we, do- we don't really need to be concerned about our own credibility when we speak the message of the gospel. So speak the message of the gospel even if you feel like you are not qualified to speak the message of the gospel. See lo- how lives are changed. You know, keep standing firm in the faith and reap the rewards. Because you know what? If God does not accomplish what He said He will do, it's His reputation that's on the line and not yours. Just talking about, you know, a, a, a bad reputation. Let me use a, a, an illustration for, for a lady naman. Do you remember this, this lady, Samaritan woman? Do you remember this lady? So, si Jesus, na-meet niya yung isang Samaritan woman at the well. Do you remember this conversation between Jesus and the Samaritan woman? Nag- meron silang conversation and Jesus is slowly becoming personal and personal and personal until such a point that Jesus reveals himself as the Messiah. Do you remember the kind of reputation that the Samaritan woman had? Sabi ni Jesus, Sige, call your husband, I will give you this gift. Sabi ng Samaritan woman, Sir, wala po akong asawa. Sabi ni Jesus, That's right. You don't have a husband because the one you're in, the one inside your home right now is your live-in partner. You're living in with someone and you've been with, you know, been with, with men five times. And that's the reason why you're drawing well 12 noon because you don't want to be with people. Your reputation is so bad, you can't be with people. And then Jesus, and this Samaritan woman encounters this Jesus and, he, and she comes back leaving the water jar. Ito yung towards the end of that story, John 4, 28. Leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? So they came out of the town and made their way 
toward Jesus. And here's how the story ended, verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Okay? Ano ba ang sinabi nung, nung Samaritan woman? Sinabi niya lang ganito, Could this be the Messiah? He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, Jesus, they urged Jesus to stay with them and he stayed two days. Ito yung sinabi naman nung, nung, nung Samaritans at that time. Verse 41, because of his word, not the Samaritan woman's words, because of Jesus' words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, hindi na lang kami naniniwala because of what you said. We now have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. There's this woman with a bad reputation and she became an evangelist to, his town, to her town. If we are concerned about our credibility, be reminded of God's power. It's His credibility that's really on the line. So speak the message of the gospel to your friends. And if they tell you, why, do I, why should I believe you? Eh, ikaw nga, ganitong ginawa mo, ganitong ginawa mo, ganitong ginawa mo. Just tell them, exactly. That's why I need a Savior, just like you. We all need a Savior. That's why I put my faith in Jesus and not my own credibility. So many of us, just like Moses, we, we struggle with the issue of credibility, but God can assure us because it's His reputation that's really on the line. He will show how powerful He is. That's issue number one. Issue number two is the concern about competency. Ayan. And I think this is actually a legitimate concern of many Christians. Moses says, Lord, I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servants, I am slow of speech and tongue. I stutter. I have a, I have a speech impediment. You cannot use me. This is an issue of how, you know, how people called by God are competent enough to fulfill His task. What do you think? Etong statement ni Moses, is this true? Or is he making an excuse? What do you think? Is this true or is it false? Sinagsabing totoo to? <laughs> How many says, you know, this is, this is not true. You know, Moses is just making an excuse. Let's see, ah, let's see. Tingnan natin, let's, let's, let's speculate a little bit. Si Moses, si Moses was a, anong nationality niya? Hebrew siya, Hebrew. But he's a, he's a Hebrew who grew up in the the palace. He had the best education, the best teachers. He, had, he grew up in a good culture 
where the language is so advanced. So this guy had the right background to say, you know, I can, I can speak like an Athenian. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so pwede, no? Pwede, you know, he must be eloquent because of that background. But how about, you know, on the other end, he's been staying in Midian for so many years. He hasn't had formal education anymore. Ang mga kasama niya, mga sheep and maybe animals and he's on a mountain on a foreign land. So, posibly nga, posibly din, nabulol na siya, no? <laughs> Pag kinausap mo siya, ang sagot niya, ba <laughs> Posibly. So, it's possible that you know na he had a good actually he had a good reputation uh, a good a good you know um, background in you know speaking well but on the other end probably nawala niya na yon but you know you can look into other passages and and find out the answer but we'll not go into that but regardless if it's true or not Moses is saying, Lord, I'm not qualified. Lord, I'm not qualified. If you are looking for someone that's competent enough to, to lead your people, that's not me. If you're looking for someone qualified to speak for you, that's not me. And you know what? That's every Christian saying that excuse. Lord, pwede bang siya na lang? Pwedeng, pwedeng si Pastor Nomer na lang He's, he speaks well. Pwede bang so and so na lang? And we'll look into that later on. The issue of competency is an issue that, you know, a lot of us, if not all of us, are saying at the backs of, backs of our minds and in our hearts, I am not competent enough to follow the task that you have given me. And this is how God responded to him. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So, kinoconfront ni, ni God yung sinasabi ni, ni Moses and he's, he's talking about, you know, again, the power that he has over even his mouth and even his capacities. But he is also assuring Moses of his presence. Look at this, verse 12. Now go, therefore, I will be with your mouth. This is a, an interesting to say. To say that I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. You know, the Lord already, the Lord already said this conversation to Moses. If you look back, one chapter before, ito yung sinabi ni God kay Moses. God answered, Exodus 3 verse 12, I will be with you. I will be with you and this is your sign that I am the one who sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You will worship God. You will worship me at this very mountain. So God has been saying to Moses, you know, 
It's not about your competency, it's about my presence. Kapag kasama mo ko, I got your back. Kapag kasama mo ko, it doesn't even matter what you don't know or what you know, it's about my presence. Because if I will be with you, I will take care of you. Look at this verses that we see in Psalms and Isaiah. Uh, in Psalm 32 verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. And Isaiah 53 verse, uh, Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. How awesome is that when you're talking to your friend who's battling to, you know, difficult time with, with his or her family or difficult time with anxiety or depression and you don't know what to say. And you, says, and you say something and you, for, you don't even know where that came from. And your friend tells you, bro, thank you for sharing what you shared to me last week. That really meant a lot. And you can't even remember what you said. That's the Lord God assuring us of His presence. And here's another story, Acts 4.13, when you know, the, the disciples, uh, the, the followers of Jesus w- were filled by the Holy Spirit, they began preaching. Ito yung nangyari dun sa Acts 4.13. Now, when the people saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were, ano sila? Agramatoy, uneducated. Ano pang description? Medyo nice pa yung English version eh. Idiotes. Idiotes. They were astonished that these uneducated common men were speaking boldly in front of many people and then they realized, what did they realize? These people had been with Jesus. Let's twist it that around. These pe- Jesus had been with these people. Anong profession ng mga to? Fishermen. That's the power of God's presence that enables us to fulfill His call. So when we struggle with the issue of you know, ability, competence, God assures us of His presence. Remember the Great Commission? Remember the Great Commission? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey what I have commanded you. And surely, I will be with you until the end of the age. That's the promise of the abiding presence of God. So brothers and sisters, if you're saying, if you're saying, Lord, I am not competent enough, what you need is the presence of God. What you need is Him teaching you. The last, and this is the hardest, I think, it's the issue of compassion. Issue of compassion. Actually, the issue of lack of compassion. In verse 13, Moses says, Lord, please send someone else. Please, Lord, send someone else. Okay, question again. 
if God says, if God responds this way, okay Moses, since ayaw mo naman pumunta, I'll just send someone else. Alright, sige. No worries, brother. <laughs> I'll send someone else. What do you think will happen to Moses? What do you think will happen to Moses? When God says, okay, I will send someone else, maybe someone named, you know, some other guy named, named maybe Nathan Pitalio. Okay. <laughs> what do you think will happen to Moses? Ano ang gagawin ni Moses after? Let's speculate. Wala naman siya dun sa passage. Let's speculate. Ano yung gagawin ni Moses? He's gonna go back tending the sheep, chill, and not do anything. And yet, his people is suffering in Egypt. You know, when he said, please send someone else, it showed his heart. It showed his heart that for Moses, he is more concerned about his safety, his security, more than what is happening with his people. It showed that he did not have any compassion over them. He's just thinking about himself. You know, there's this another guy who experienced the same thing. Uh, we know this. We, I think two years ago, we did a, a series on Jonah. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. Ano yung response ni Jonah? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Jonah rose, went to the other side. If you look at the map, the Nineveh is here. Tarsus is way, 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 way over there. He went exactly the opposite direction. When God is calling these people, and they're saying, Lord, send someone else, it shows that they do not care. See, si Jonah, we would understand because he's called by God to preach against an enemy city. They, he's going to preach against, you know, the enemy. But Moses, he's going to go back to Egypt to save his people. You know, the, the lesson here. I hope this is not what we teach uh, here or elsewhere or even in Sunday school. The lesson is not, you know, if you don't follow God, kakainin ka ng big fish. If you don't follow God, you know, you will drown. You know, the lesson with Jonah and Moses is this. Their disobedience reveal what's inside their heart. When God calls us and we make up excuses, it reveals what's inside our hearts. And this one really hits the hardest because it tells us, I'm concerned about my own safety. I'm concerned about my own salvation. I'm concerned about my own security. And just like Moses, it's possible, you know, masaya na tayo in our own flock. Masaya na tayo in our own median. 
tending our own sheep away from danger. But look at how God reacted. And I was really blown away with this. Verse 14 says, The anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. What? The anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses? Parang ang harsh naman ni God kay Moses. Parang ang harsh naman. Look at this. God says after that, Is there not Aaron, your brother the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. So, bago pa magno si Moses, bago pa magbigay ng excuses, God is already, you know, leading Aaron to go and meet Moses. Many years that they haven't seen each other. You know why? Because God will accomplish what He says He will accomplish despite our reluctance, despite our disobedience. God will still accomplish His purpose. And God is, God's anger is burning against Moses because He is concerned about this people. God is concerned about the people, the, the people inside Egypt and Moses himself is not. Remember that passage, Exodus 3.7, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people. I have heard them cry because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering. And then there's this guy, Moses, not even concerned about what's going on. And yet, despite his lack of compassion, God will still accomplish his purpose. Isaiah 46, 8 says, Remember this, keep it in mind, take it to your heart, you rebels. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is no other like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. And she's just saying, you know, I am powerful enough. And I say, God says, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Despite our lack of compassion, God will still accomplish His purpose. Remember this, brothers and sisters, God does not need our help to accomplish His purpose. God does not need our help to accomplish His purpose. He is calling us to be part of what He's going to do for your sake, for my sake. And we have a, an example in Jesus showing compassion, showing you know, what it means to, to be part of, of the story. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but he have, we have one who has seen, who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Yet he did not sin. So, God's call for Moses to, is to be his messenger to Egypt. And Moses is saying, Lord, I am, 
I am not competent enough. Lord, I have this speech impediment. Lord, send someone else. Lord, I don't think I have the right credibility to do all these things. The task is so big, only you can do it. The task is so big, only God can do it. You know the problem here, what it reveals? Moses was so overwhelmed with the task, and his response is to look inwardly. When he saw the task, he said, what do I have in my heart? And when he looked inwardly, he saw issues of credibility, competence, and lack of compassion. Here's my suggestion, brothers and sisters. When God calls you for something that's so big, you don't think you can do something about it, instead of looking inward, look upward. Let me repeat that. When you experience the presence of God and you experience the call, His call on your life, and you say, God, that's so big. God, it's, that's so overwhelming. If you look inwardly, you will see issues of your own credibility, your own competency, and your lack of compassion. So instead of looking inside, how about look upward and say, God, I can't do this. Please do it for me. You know, the good news is, the good news for us is that there's a better messenger who fulfills all that qualification. That you know, Jesus is the one who shows compassion. Jesus is the one who is credible enough to be a messenger. Jesus is competent, competent enough to be God's messenger. And I want to end with, with this verse that we always say, we always memorize, Philippians 4.13. Maybe we can re- recite it all together. One, two, three. I can do... For someone who struggles with, you know, people will not believe me. For someone who says, Lord, I don't have the, the right skills. For someone who has yet to grow compassion over people, our statement would be, Lord, I can't do it. I can't do it. But the good news, brothers and sisters, the one who has the credibility, the one who has the competency, the one who has compassion over his people, died on the cross, was buried, was resurrected, so that those who struggle, like you and me, with these issues, can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is not about your strength. It is not about my own strength. It is not even about us. It's not about you and me. It's about what Christ has done on the cross and what Christ
through the power of the Holy Spirit is doing for you and me that enables us to say, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. So, you know, for some people, this means, you know, starting a group, a Bible study group in your office. For some, this means standing in your faith dahil nakakaranas ka ng, ng bullying, ng, ng pressure in, in wherever you are, in your school, in your office. For some, it means, you know, just setting your house in order. I know I can do it, Lord. I made a mess of my life. But in Christ, you can say, I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Let us pray. Father, we we come before you knowing that all of us who call on your name, all of us who follow you, are called in one way or another. But ultimately, we are called to worship you. Lord God, there are many things in our lives that we are struggling to follow you. There are many things in our lives that's, that's, it's, that's really difficult for us to say yes. Because we, when we look inwardly, when we look into our hearts, we say, Lord, you have the wrong guy. But thank you for your assurance for all of us that as you have called us, you will equip us. That you, as you call our name, you show your power. As you give us your task, you are with us, teaching us every step of the way. And whatever happens, you will accomplish your purpose for your glory. And I pray, Lord, that we will have the courage to obey you. Lord, I don't know what this means for for our congregation. For some, it might be taking that step of faith to say yes to you for the first time. For others, it may mean restoring, Lord God, that lost relationship with you. And then for others, it means standing firm in their faith. I pray, Lord God, that that as we are overwhelmed with the task at hand, we are reminded that we have a great messenger, we we have a great Savior who has experienced all these things and yet did not sin. And as we cling to Jesus, as we cling to that old rugged cross we can say I can do all things through him who gives me strength strengthen us Lord in our time of weakness this is our prayer in Christ's name Amen